It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, name a more iconic duo. I'll wait. No, I won't. i got to start the show. Hey, by the way, isn't Deuce the most adorable kid in the world? We're going to talk about it right now on this Monday Locked On Celtics. Millie, let's go. Ray back with the vengeance. Back. All the real Celtics fans in attendance. This is the truth like 34. Yeah. It's like walking in the garden when you hear the roars. The crowd goes crazy. Most in-depth coverage on the daily. Mainly podcast royalty. The content kings. When you talking about the franchise with 17 rings. Focus like Danny at the deadline. Global with it. Got a local feel like the red line. The blue line. The green line. Play it in between time. I'ma throw my C's jersey on in the meantime. And press play. When the F's done, I can't wait until the next day. Trying to stay in tune with the C's. It's the best way. Melly. Hey there, John Corrales here from MassLive.com. I'm their Boston Celtics beat reporter. Thank you for joining the show. If you're a new listener, shout out to you. Welcome aboard. Thanks for listening. Thanks for checking out the show. If you're a returning listener, also shout out to you because you've been doing this on a daily basis. If you're new, it's a Monday through Friday podcast. So every day, Monday through Friday, you're going to get a fresh Lockdown Celtics podcast. So go ahead and subscribe if you have not done so. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. So the Boston Celtics beat the Portland Trailblazers 128 to 124. They had a big lead, 24 points early on, but as we know, as I say all the time, no lead is safe in the NBA anymore. 24 points means nothing, especially early in Dame Lillard, CJ McCollum, and Gary Trent Jr all combined to almost erase that entire... In fact, they did erase that entire deficit. They took a five-point lead, four-point lead, and almost pulled this thing off. But Jalen Brown scored 16 of his 30 points in the fourth quarter to help the Celtics hold on and win. Again, 128-124. The Celtics were led by... Jason Tatum, who scored 34 points, 11 of 22 shooting, 5 of 8 from 3, 7 of 9 from the free throw line. He added 8 assists. Six of those went to Jalen Brown, who scored 30 points on 10 of 18 shooting, 6 of 8 from 3, 4 of 6 from the line. He had 6 rebounds and assists. Gordon Hayward just kind of chipped in 22 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists. He was 6 of 10 from the field, 4 of 5 from 3. The Celtics shot 60% from three, 54.5% overall. So the early struggles, they seem to have shaken those off. Jason Tatum has shaken off his shooting woes. Also notable in this game, Kemba Walker, 14 points, 5 of 6 shooting in 22 minutes. The Celtics had bumped up his minutes restriction to 23. They played him 22. He hit both of his threes, both of his free throws. Two assists, two turnovers. Uh, Ennis Cantor had 14 points, no, I'm sorry, 11 points, and Daniel Tice had 9 on a perfect 4-4 shooting. He added a free throw, 2 rebounds, 3 assists, turnover a block for Daniel Tice. So, first segment, positives. Second second segment, negatives. Third segment, a little deeper dive into the biggest story of the game. I think that's going to be my format for the recaps, the post-game podcast from now on. First segment, things that went right, even in the losses. Let's start positive. Second segment, things that went wrong, even if they win. Things did go wrong. What can they improve on? Third segment, a little deeper. I'll figure out whatever the big storyline is. 
We'll do that in the third segment. So in this, the first positive is, of course, Jalen Brown, specifically his fourth quarter. 16 of his 30 points came in that fourth quarter. Uh, He was just on fire. He hit all six of his shots in the fourth quarter, and he really was the the guy that, that bailed the Celtics out. Now, Gordon Hayward had eight. Jason Tatum had eight. But it was Brown who hit big threes, perfect 4-4 four, four from three in that fourth quarter, including three of them that helped the Celtics as they were going back and forth with Portland take a lead, then build on that lead, and then the dagger at the end. I mean, he was shooting with confidence. He was stepping into that, that shot. There were a couple. There was one where Tatum just nice cross-court pass, Jalen was kind of wide open. They were cross-matched in transition. This is why you push the ball when you get a rebound. They got the rebound. They pushed it up the floor. You force the other team to kind of get back, and when the other team's sprinting back, you lose sight of defend of the offense. You're turning, you're sprinting. You're either, as a defender, you got two choices. Turn and sprint your ass off and get back, or... You can try to run backwards, and you're going to go about half the speed. So you got to turn and sprint and then turn around somewhere around the three-point line and find the closest person to you. Jalen Brown is exceptionally good at capitalizing on these mistakes, and he gets into these, these vacated spaces, and he can create havoc. In those spaces. This is why, and I'll talk about this later. The third segment is going to be Jalen and Jason working together. JB is great at getting into these these spaces, these places where defenses have made a mistake. They're pulled out of position. He really has figured out how to live in that area. His catch and shoot game is phenomenal. His catch and shoot numbers this year, I don't have them exactly in front of me, but I remember the last time I looked that his catch-and-shoot numbers are are fantastic. He has really developed his niche on this team. The the where, Where his puzzle piece fits is the guy who makes you pay dearly for doubling Kemba Walker or Jason Tatum. And one of the one of the threes, one of the early big threes, about nine minutes to go, Tatum was on the right side. He drove down baseline and actually drew three people. He sucked in the defense, three people, and he hit high opposite pass. That's the exact pass that you need to make because that lane is going to be open. That passing lane is going to be open, especially with a guy parked in the corner. The Celtics, I forget who it was, might have been Hayward, but they had a guy parked in the corner. So that guy can't go and help on Jalen Brown because you're going to give up a wide open corner three. So Brown was in perfect position, stepped right into the shot, took it with confidence, drilled it. Beautiful. Um, so that's Jalen. Jalen's night was was pretty nice, uh, especially like I said, that fourth quarter where the Celtics nearly gave up this lead. Like like I said earlier, Damian Lillard got hot in in the third quarter. Uh, he scored eleven in the fourth quarter. Uh, his let me see what Lillard did in the third quarter. Actually, he had eleven in the third quarter as well. So twenty-two points in the second half for Damian Lillard, and I'll I'll talk about that more in in the negatives because there were some negatives there. 
but Jalen Brown saved the Boston Celtics. Got to talk a little bit about Jason Tatum, who found his groove. He cut his hair, which he says he wanted to do before the Milwaukee game. It wasn't like, uh, I got no buckets in these curls, so I'm going to cut them off. He said that his mom, this is so wholesome. The Tatum story tonight is just so wholesome that him passing and and in the third segment, I'll talk about the passes that he made to more about the passes he made to Jalen, but a lot of the passing him talking about, yeah, I kept my hair because my mom wanted me to keep my hair. And like, so he, he, she wanted him to keep it for a couple of games. He decided that after the Milwaukee game, he was going to cut it. Uh, but he wanted to cut it before, but anyway, the newly shorn Jason Tatum got back into his groove and had a monster first half. I mean, he, he was the exact opposite of who he was in the Milwaukee game. Of his 34, 21 came in the first half where he shot 7 of 12 and 4 of 6. And he was just hitting difficult shots. And in the second half, I when, when it became clear that Tatum was on fire and that Kemba Walker's minutes restriction had hit, they had to do something, right? They had to do something to slow Tatum down. And Jalen Brown only shot two of eight in the, in the first half. So they made this decision like, we're not going to let Tatum beat us, but somebody had to beat them. And in the second half, Tatum did score 13, but shot four of 10, but he had six of his eight assists in that second half, five in the fourth quarter. So Tatum went from scorer in the first half, hitting everything. And like I said, contested shots, three-pointers, all of those all of those shots that you you saw him hit back in January, February, March, those were the shots he was starting to hit. Like he kind of looked like old Tatum. Uh not quite, but he was hitting those those 2020 like January, February, March 2020 Tatum shots. And then to his credit, once he saw those double teams and those blitzes, then he went and turned and and became a a passer instead. So Tatum's Tatum's night was really uh, it was really nice to see him get back into that groove. I have to mention Gordon Hayward in the positives. And uh, Tom Westerholm and I uh, on Friday we did this uh, Facebook Live, and he said that Gordon Hayward's going to get overlooked for being good. Twenty-two points, eight rebounds, three assists. He is no one's talking about Gordon Hayward right now. There are no great stories about Gordon Hayward, but he had a very efficient night 22, 8, and 3. He did have four turnovers. He has turned the ball over a bit in, in these early seeding games here, but 6 of 10, 4 of 5 from 3. Kind of a perfect Gordon Hayward game. He kind of held things together in between when Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown were kind of figuring out those things. Uh, shout out to Ennis Cantor. I've been very critical about Ennis Cantor. In this game, he was good. And he wasn't diving and getting in everybody's way. He was actually playing very well. I'd say that Cantor Cantor was a big reason why the Celtics built that 24-point lead. He got behind Hassan Whiteside. And really, when Whiteside was in and Cantor was in, in the first half, Cantor just took off and really capitalized on letting Whiteside kind of wander off into whatever wherever he wanted to go because that's what Whiteside does. He just kind of wanders off in the defense. And he just laid low and let that happen and then stepped up and got got the pass and, and either got a pass and laid it in or 
as Whiteside went to try to challenge a shot, he would get uh, Cantor would get the offensive rebound. And it wasn't like one of those Cantor gets the offensive rebound because he's just in everybody's way and he makes it difficult for a guy to get a shot off. I thought the way Cantor played in the first half in this one was was very good. Uh, the Celtics struggled against Yusuf Nurkic, but uh, I thought I thought Cantor held his own uh, at, le- at least in the first half, especially in the first half. And just one quick other positive: Kemba Walker played 22 minutes. He looked good. He looks like Kemba. It doesn't look like he's hurting. It really looked like he wanted to get back in the game. I don't think we have anything to worry about right now with Kemba Walker. They're they're going to stick to this plan. They're vehemently sticking to this plan. I think maybe earlier this year he would have just played with no restrictions and it would have flared up again. I think they are have learned their lesson. They're really going slow. They've got a specific plan. So I wouldn't be uh, surprised if against Miami his minutes restriction goes from 23 max to 26 max or something like that. And he gets a little closer to what he is uh, supposed to be doing. Look at the minutes distribution in this one. 39 minutes for Tatum. That's about playoff numbers. 36 for Jalen Brown. 34 for Gordon Hayward. The Celtics are off on Monday. These guys are going to get off their feet. They'll do some light shooting and all of that stuff, I'm sure. But they'll get back into their groove. Uh, they'll get back into the the uh, pregame shoot-arounds and stuff. And then Tuesday, they will play another game. And that's going to be a big one against Miami. Coming up. The negatives, there were some bad things that happened in this game. There's really nothing bad if you're going to take some CBD. I use CBD. It really is helpful. It doesn't matter if you're a pro athlete. I know a lot of pro athletes advocate for it. If you're a stay-at-home parent, you spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair. Everybody needs a little bit of support to make it through the day, especially when you're like me. You get to my age, which is somewhat advanced You need something that's going to help you relax, regroup, recharge when life gets creative. And luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you do just that. CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. CBD Recover combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like Arnica and vitamin B6 to give you the support that you need where it matters most. And to make it even easier to try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else CBDMD has to offer, they're offering listeners of the Lockdown Celtics podcast 25% off your next order when you use the promo code NBA at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com. The promo code is NBA for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD oil products from CBDMD. NFL teams making bold final moves before the start of the season. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. The Tennessee Titans have announced a one-year deal with linebacker Jadavion Clowney, reportedly worth $15 million. Tyler Rowland of Locked On Titans tells you if it's going to be enough to get Tennessee back to the AFC title game. In other moves around the league, the Miami Dolphins named Ryan Fitzpatrick starting quarterback, which means Tua will be back up for the time being. And the Detroit Lions have agreed to a one-year deal with running back Adrian Peterson. Peterson was released by the Washington football team last Friday. For more NFL news and analysis, subscribe to the new Peacock and Williamson NFL show and listen to a brand new lineup on Locked on NFL. 
They'll have division previews every day this week. Local experts on the biggest stories. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Have you subscribed to the Locked On Celtics podcast? You can wherever podcasts exist, and you can even follow us on Spotify. We went through the positives, now the negatives, which the big negative was the fact that they blew a 24-point lead. Again, no lead is safe when teams can pull up from three like the Blazers can pull up from three. You got yourselves a problem once they start getting hot. Now, in the first half, they were not hot from three. Carmelo was okay, but other than that, between him and Gary Trent Jr., they carried the Blazers to what looks like, hey, 56.5% three-point shooting. But uh, CJ McCollum, 0 for 3. Damian Lillard, 0 for 3. That, that's the important. Those are the two guys that are important. Second half, whether the Celtics got lazy, complacent, uh, tired, whatever it was, next thing you know, CJ McCollum hits 3 of 4. Dame hits 5 of 11 in the second half. And now they're cooking. Gary Trent Jr., 4 of 5. So what's that quick math? 12 of 20 from three for McCollum, Lillard, and Gary Trent Jr. The Celtics' defense kind of slipped a little bit. And Brad Stevens will tell you, one of the hardest things to do is get a big early lead because you have a tendency to relax. And it's hard. Like When you get into the flow of the game and things are going, building that lead feels good, but when you have to take that big early lead, then you go into halftime, you slow down, you stop, you relax, you come out, you're feeling good about yourself, you know, you, you, you feel like, ah, oh, we got this, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool, and then the other team comes out with that real sense of urgency, like, okay, we're down 24 points, we got a, we got a lot of work to do, they're going to come out and play hard. That, that's why when a team has a big lead, you always hear uh, an announcer somewhere or somebody, you know, one of the people who covers, the, you'll, you'll hear somebody say something like, the first five minutes of this game will tell you a lot about how it's going to go. The first five minutes of this second half, I should say. Because the first five minutes of that second half, you have both teams either going to Go into like the shell, like the team that's down is either going to go into its shell or they're going to fight. So what happened in the first five minutes of the third quarter? The Celtics were up 69-48 after Tatum's layup to start the quarter. But by the five, let's see, by the seven-minute mark, it's, well, Celtics are up 18. And slowly... At the five-minute mark, well, they're up to they're still up to twenty. Uh, the five-minute mark, they're down. The lead is seventeen, then sixteen, and then it's slowly they start chipping away. Then it's twelve. The Celtics, I think, just got a little, a little lazy. Just a little, not just they they stopped, but they just weren't executing with the same kind of uh, intensity. And Portland was. And they started with the chipping away of get it to Nurkic down low, get it to Collins down low. And then 
they started getting the ball into Lillard's hands and into McCollum's hands. And then by the end of the third quarter, it was 94-86. And suddenly it's an eight-point game, and now you're in trouble. So the Celtics defense, and it's it, Brad Stevens after the game, I will say, was pretty um, upbeat. And I think he's going to be, I think that's going to be his MO. He's going to be upbeat about things uh, because this is a tough situation in that bubble to, to be down on, on teams, on, on your, on your team, on your players, because they got nowhere to go. It's, it's different. I I think he really wants their, their spirits to be high as high as possible. So he's going to keep them being upbeat. So they had a lapse. The good thing is if we're going to spin this negative into a positive, it's that they started to finally defend midway through the fourth quarter and they got this game back under control. And I want to shout out Marcus Smart because Marcus Smart shooting is a negative. Marcus Smart did not have a great offensive game. What he uh, did, let's see, he, he was 0 for 4 from, from the floor in this game. Didn't hit a shot. He did hit 3 of 4 from the free throw line. Uh, he did do other things. 4 assists, 5 rebounds, 3 steals, 2 blocks. I mean, he did other Marcus Smart things, so they didn't need him to score. But what he did was defend, and you saw how hard he was defending Damian Lillard. Made it very difficult for Lillard to get the ball. Like, he came in, I think, in the fourth quarter, Smart did, and really changed kind of the dynamic and made it a lot harder. You can tell right away once once Lillard was working as hard as he did to get the ball, and Marcus Smart was denying him as hard as he did, it was harder for Lillard to hit the shots that he was trying to hit. So, a positive in that negative. Uh, one other negative, I'm just kind of curious to know what's going on with Grant Williams. They, the Celtics have used him sparingly. He's been in a couple of, I think he had, what, four or five minutes, four minutes in that first game, seven minutes in this game. He didn't really do much. I, I don't, I think what we're seeing is we're starting to see, like, some makings of playoff rotations and and Grant for all of the stuff that he he's done well in my prediction on that Facebook live along with Tom Westerholm we were both talking about we think Grant Williams can be the backup center now that that's going to still be matchup dependent we'll see what happens against Miami and Bam Adebayo and and how the uh, the Celtics attack that it just may be a matchup thing because Portland was big and strong and and they're really big. And it was hard for hard for Grant Williams to go in there and guard guys like Nurkic, Collins. He just he didn't have he didn't have much for those guys. So I think maybe we we should temper our expectations for Grant Williams as we um, we look forward. But like I said, there are some matchups that are coming up that maybe maybe he'll he'll get some minutes. And that'll change. That'll change our opinions. It's <laughs> the opinions of Grant Williams just just change like a flag flapping in the breeze. You know, we'll see. Those are the negatives. When we come back, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and their kind of continuity together, and Deuce, like Deuce Tatum, like the most adorable kid in the world. What a day for Deuce Tatum. He might be the biggest winner of this <laughs> of this day. You'll be a big winner. If you use rockauto.com, instead of going to a chain store, one of those brick-and-mortar chain stores that will 
Just do what you can do at home with rockauto.com. You walk into one of those places, you say, here's the part that I want, here's the part that I need, and that guy will just pull out his computer and just tap away while you give him all the information and then tell you that he doesn't have exactly what you're looking for. Why bother? Why go into that store? Why take that time? Stay right where you are, go onto the internet, go to rockauto.com, and you'll find everything. And it's all at the same price. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. I don't know if you knew that, but they do. Their prices at rockauto.com are the same for everybody. They are reliably low, and they always offer the lowest price possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear. That happens too, but you didn't know that either. RockAuto.com is for everybody, no membership required, no account login, you just go, you type in the part that you need, and there's a good chance you're going to save a lot of money. You could spend 30 to 50 to 100% more for the exact same parts at a chain store. So go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com you're up to date on your favorite team but what about the competition Here we go. john hollinger and nate duncan are evaluating every bubble contender on hollinger and duncan rejecting the screen goes behind the scenes with in-depth interviews and the locked on nba podcast is recapping games daily let the Locked On NBA Network of Podcasts take care of your NBA bubble scouting reports. Hollinger and Duncan, rejecting the screen, the Locked On NBA Podcast. Subscribe to the best trio of NBA podcasts on the planet, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on our social channels at LO Celtics on Twitter and at Lockdown Celtics on Instagram. I talked about this a little bit earlier, but the Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown combination in the fourth quarter was just, that's something that should really make Celtics fans just, should fill your hearts because what you saw was a guy in Tatum who is your, at that point, especially with Kemba hitting his minutes restriction, he was the number one player on the floor. And even with Kemba on the floor, he's going to be the focal point. But let's just use this scenario. Tatum's the number one guy on the floor. He's drawing a ton of attention. What does he do? He makes the right play over and over and over again. Six of his eight assists in this game went to Jalen Brown. Five of those assists came in the fourth quarter. That's amazing. Jalen Brown was six of six in the fourth quarter. Five of those came off of Tatum assists. It's trust in each other. It's two guys understanding how to play off of one another. Back in December, Jalen Brown was asked the question about them playing off one another, and he said, yeah, we complement each other. We, we, we're like fire and ice. Like it just, and it makes sense. Like they have these two different games that work perfectly together. And this is what a, a basketball team is supposed to be. Basketball team is supposed to be five guys on the floor that each do different things that 
It's Voltron. Like it, when you combine their strengths, they all snap together into this big, massive, awesome basketball robot. You know, like so with Jason Tatum, what are his strengths? Com- go out there, create your own shot, score, hit these big baskets, hit these tough baskets. Okay. While you're out there as Jason Tatum dribbling, scoring, and having a hot shooting day, and the other team says, uh-uh, we're not going to let you do this to us the whole game. You, we got to stop you somehow. So what? how do NBA teams, how do basketball teams stop a guy that's just unstoppable? You send a second person. Which, think about that for a second. It's so awesome. You're so good that one person cannot stop you. We need at least two to stop you from doing what you're doing. And so Tatum, and look, for a third-year player, a guy coming onto his own, a guy who struggled in his first first game, you'd think that he might force things. And, he, you know, every player forces a shot from time to time. But in these situations, he very willingly makes the right play and gives it up when he's double and triple teamed. When he draws, when he has that gravity, and three guys suck into his space – he makes the right play, and he's been getting better and better at that. Jalen Brown is just great at finding the space. He's like the lion lying in wait, waiting for somebody to make a mistake, and then he pounces. You know what I mean? Like that's he's he's the guy that takes advantage of mistakes maybe better than anybody else. And gets into these spaces where he can operate. And he's been doing it with more and more confidence. That he and Tatum, they really do work very well together. Now, when you throw Kemba Walker into that mix, who knows what happens in this game if Kemba's there. Maybe they don't fall like they did because Kemba can go out there and create a little bit more. And it just makes it that much harder. Who do you who do you leave? Who do you leave in those situations? Are you going to leave Kemba, who has been cardiac Kemba? You're going to leave Tatum? You're not, not going to leave Tatum. Jalen Brown ends up being one of the guys you leave. You know, like the the bigs, you can't leave a big. If you've got Tice out there, Nurkic isn't going to leave. Like, what are you going to do? You can't leave him. He's not, you can't, you can't uh, have a big trying to go out there and run around the perimeter not like that. You got no choices. You're going to leave Gordon Hayward? Okay. See what he does. So the Celtics have have this lineup here that you put Gordon Hayward in one corner, you can't leave him. You have Kemba in another corner, you can't leave him. Tice pulls a, a big further away from the hoop and the thing about Tice is he can also make the right swing pass. And so Jason Tatum cooks, looks for a guy when he gets double teamed, and that guy is very often Jalen Brown. And just, they make each other better. Jason Tatum makes Jalen Brown better because he's willing to find Jalen when the right play is to make that pass. Jalen Brown makes Jason Tatum better because when a team looks at, at this film and says, well, we can't overreact to Jason Tatum 
because Jalen Brown is going to kill us. So instead of being double or triple teamed, maybe you get single coverage. Single coverage. Or maybe the, the double is a little more hesitant. And that gives Tatum more room to operate. They make each other better by being the players that they are. And considering that Jalen is going into the first year of his extension next year, and Tatum isn't going into the first year of his extension until two years from now, he's got one more year on his rookie contract, that's just that's a combination that you really look forward to having around for a long time. And because they work together like that, they I don't think there's going to be any sort of like that ultra competition. They want each other to succeed because the more the other succeeds, the more he succeeds. You know what I'm saying? I If I'm Jalen Brown, I want Tatum to succeed. If I'm Jason Tatum, I want Jalen Brown to succeed because each other's success only lifts both of them up. So this is a great example. This game is a great example of that. Before I leave, shout out to Deuce Tatum who – Really, they panned over to the video board because they wanted to show Paul Pierce watching the game virtually. They have the big video board on the sideline. People are watching at home. I don't know how you get onto that thing, but you can watch from home and they'll put you on the thing. And you can watch. It's like real time. But as they did that, you see Deuce Tatum right there. Little Deuce (laughs) just being adorable on the video screen. So that's the first one. And by the way, I didn't realize at the time, I get so caught up in, J- in Paul Pierce and, and Deuce Tatum that Kemba's mom was in there too. So shout out to Kemba's mom. But Deuce was looking adorable. And then then the video gets out, gets tweeted out that he's at home like cheering for like, yay, daddy, I, I'm, I'm dead. I'm dead. It's, I, I can't, I'm deceased. Too cute. Cuteness overload. I can't take it. Like, Seriously, if you want to feel good, just look up that video. The Celtics tweeted it out. I retweeted it. Just just watch that video. It's like 12 seconds or something, and you just watch it over and over again. It's so sweet. Oh, my God. I can't. I just can't. I can't take it. It's adorable. He's adorable. And when I tweeted out the, the thing that said a Celtics legend and Paul Pierce, I'm referring to Deuce Tatum as the Celtics legend because he is a legend. People love him. I love you for listening to this show. Thanks for joining the program. If you're a first-time listener, very much appreciated. If you've gotten to this point and you're still hearing me, I think maybe that means you like the show, maybe a little bit. Why don't you subscribe and give it another shot? Be back tomorrow and the rest of the week. It's a Monday through Friday podcast. So please subscribe wherever you found this podcast. You can also follow on Spotify. Those of you who have subscribed, a five-star rating and a good written review would be amazing. I would love you forever for it because it really is helpful. Every podcaster asks for it. I'm telling you, it really does make a difference. Okay? Check out our other shows on the network. Rejecting the Screen is a good one. Hollinger and Duncan is a good one. Locked on NBA. I host Locked on NBA with Jake Madison every Wednesday. So be sure to subscribe to Locked on NBA as well as this podcast. So thanks for listening to the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. 
Hi guys, this is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.